Hi, how you doing? Dude, I'm good. I am. I'm damp. I am. I literally just got out of my car from a class and sat in my chair. I'm gross. I'm sweaty. I'm I'm damp. What? I know you said you were looking forward to this class. What was it? It was a vinyasa, but I really, really like the instructor a lot. Mm. Um, Mm. It's like a really she just pushes you to see to like figure to like see what you can do like every time i'm in her class we do something and i'm like oh shit i can like do that that's cool you know and i i really really <laughs> like that they're just very hot and sweaty but like fun. they're all off the cuff she just like makes them up but were you cool. were you a teacher's pet in school i i don't know if i know this about you oh yeah well if i liked the teacher well sure Sure. But if I liked so, the teacher, I would, I would, I've, oh yeah, I would fight tooth and nail to make them love me. So, so <laughs> you weren't, you weren't a teacher's pet for the sake of uh, getting grades or getting ahead. You were a teacher's pet for the, the affection of it. I respect educators that I like. Yes. I guess you can okay. say. Yeah. yeah it's like a respect thing. And it's, yeah. it's like when I find it, I really enjoy it. And I want to like, I want to let them know how much I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I always wanted teachers to know that I was like, cool. You know, that I, w- I was like, I'm not like these other dumb teenagers. I can hang out with the grownups. Yeah. I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. I I get that. <laughs> I, had a, I had a bit of that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cut to their inner monologue being like, oh, this bitch again. <laughs> oh God, this fucking child. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this teenager that's like all the other ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so tell me. Yes. Tell me. Did the wind? Did you get you your, your Did you get your shit popped today or no? I, I got my shit popped today. Good. Um, I will leave that to the listeners to decipher what that means. <laughs> no. Uh. Yeah. I I had a very needed visit to the Cairo today and i have not been in a while my the cairo that i had when i lived back in the city was so good i i loved her intensely i loved Mm -hmm. her with the fiery passion of a thousand suns the passion that comes from someone who really needs someone yeah Yeah. i get it chiropractors (laughs) if you have like bad backs and shit and like just bad bones a chiropractor is such a bro they uh you walk in and they just have a, a glowing aura about <laughs> them. Uh, so I was I was nervous because you know when you find a professional of any kind that you really enjoy, massage therapist, chiropractor, doctor, whatever, right? Like it can be a journey to replace that person oh, or to God, find yeah. a new one. Or to Absolutely. even find one in the first place. Like I'm mm-hmm. still trying to find a dentist that I that I want to go to. I, I I showed up early. Like when it comes to appointments, like doctors and shit like that, I get anxious and um, I, I just, I, I'll show up early because I'm, I want to get it over with. And plus I needed it, dude. My, my sciatic. It makes it going. worse. It's like, oh dude, I want to go. So I show up and I check in and about, I don't know, an hour passes. When did I text you? You texted me. Three hours three. after you were supposed to be going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My appointment was noon 30. And um, I waited. And and at first it was like, okay, you know, it's okay. Be, I don't care. Like, I understand appointments run late. So 
I, when I did massage therapy, I understood if, if one person in the morning shows up 20 minutes late, it's going to kind of push your schedule back, right? So I'm pretty forgiving when it comes to stuff like that. And then about an hour goes by and I'm, I'm in that moment of like, should I say something? Yes, Do absolutely. I... <laughs> always say something at that point. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm in the waiting room. Like she can see me. I'm four feet away do I, I don't know what to do. So I struggled with that for about 20 more minutes. Oh my God, dude. And finally I walked up there and I was like, hey, I just wanted to confirm my appointment was, you know, at this time. She's like, yeah, that, that does seem like a little bit of a wait. And yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, and I was kind of like, uh, uh-huh. So she's like, let, let me, you know, let me, let me check in. So she disappears for probably 30 minutes and i am convinced she just went on a lunch break (laughs) i bet she did i'm convinced or at least a very extended like smoke break oh yeah oh yeah 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 she went and had a pack or something out Mm -hmm. behind the building uh you know her and the doctor just sat there and laughed at me through a two-way window laughed and laughed (laughs) yeah 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 so um you know the vibrate thing that, I, that I'm talking about, if you yes, go to the chiropractor, it's mm-hmm. like a warming table, but there's also like a little vibrating deal. Sometimes they'll stick the TENS units or whatever on you. So when she finally comes back, um, that's when she's like, hey, yo, let's, I, I'm, she's taken, I forgot, I forgot what she said, but it was so funny in the moment. She's just like, she's running a little bit behind. <laughs> Do you think so? Okay, thank so you. She slaps me on this table. And you know what? At this point, it's a godsend. It fe- sure, I could have laid, yeah. laid on that table for four more hours. It's a tender morsel of kindness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's it's vibrating. And that's around the time that I'm like, I, I had I'm not a nap, but I just kind of zoned out for a bit. Disassociated. Yeah, I disassociated <laughs> for a bit because I was so confused. And that's around the time that I texted you. Like, hey. This is weird. I'm running late. <laughs> I <laughs> was so because here's the thing. You know me, okay? Yeah, you know me. Yeah, I like punctuality. Yes, yeah, I like yeah. it. And so I just I got so I a bolt of rage hit me for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if you were as angry as yeah. I was for you, but I read that, that point- and I was so fucking offended. <laughs> Three Dude, hours. I- I wrote Mace and I said, I forgot what I said, but it was something to the effect of, hey, uh, I'm still here. I just now got put on the on the like vibrating thing. And she writes, yeah, that's exactly what you said. You're like, are you kidding me? I was, <laughs> like, I was appalled. You you truly, truly were. And um I I I had kind of hit the point where I wasn't really mad so cuz I did go through a a stage of of I went through the grief stage you did you while went through I was the stages there. I understand and I had hit acceptance and I was now kind of just laughing at the cosmic hilarity of it you know when something just co- mm-hmm. becomes cosmically funny mm-hmm. you're like okay whatever okay, we're going to um and that's when I wrote you I was like yeah I would have left if I didn't eat it so bad and and it was like sunk cost fallacy at that point I was yeah. like well I've yeah. already waited this long you've already spent a day yeah i i might as well ramshackle spin. office <laughs> but it wasn't really that uh yeah it really was it was like uh, the back rooms kind of just like this empty spooky liminal area <laughs> Um, but it wasn't too long after that, that I got to see her. And you know what I will say? It was great. 
it was great. I was not expecting it. I was kind of expecting her to like, I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about there, but there's this episode of the Simpsons where Homer becomes like a chiropractor and he basically just shoves people over a trash can and cracks their back. <laughs> I was expecting that level yeah. of care. They walk in and just spit in your face. Yeah, yeah you're fixed. <laughs> they crack their own knuckles and then they tell you to leave. <laughs> uh, oh, but I... Uh, wow. Since leaving, I have the post-chiropractor uh, soreness yeah. that, you know, it, it's like it's worked out, it's popped, everything's sitting the way it should, but because it hasn't been in a while, my body's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm just slamming waters and uh, trying to come back to this reality because I went somewhere else today. You kind of got on the bus to nowhere. I did. It was a bus to nowhere situation. If it was a waiting room to nowhere. Dude, that's fucking freaky i'd believe it like a time slip situation yeah, yeah. missing yeah. time yeah and if it wasn't for the fact that i had you to document <laughs> some exact points i would be more worried um <laughs> god anyway what are we talking about today i'm talking about tourmaline Ooh. How have we not done tourmaline? I don't know, dude. I checked and double checked because I was like, man, I could talk about tourmaline. And I was like, I feel like we've talked about every, you especially, if I'm not, you've talked about all the black stones. Yeah. And they are my favorite. I assumed we had, but we had not. And I'm excited to talk about it. And m the metaphysical stuff is primarily just going to be the black tourmaline. It does come in other colors, but it, it's primarily black. So I'll like the first half talking about how it all is made and formed and shit is all tourmaline, but like the magic shit, just focusing on black tourmaline. Ooh. Now, if I'm not mistaken, and I very much could be, tourmaline comes in a, a variety of colors isn't it pretty it does. uh it yeah. does uh i think i read like nine or like around 90 percent or so i don't have my notes pulled up yet uh like 90 or so percent though is black wow okay so it's the majority but yeah it comes in gorgeous colors like there's watermelon tourmaline mm. which is just the cutest so well, now i gotta i gotta google that it's really tourmaline cute. watermelon watermelon tourmaline hi hi <laughs> hi dude i felt so hip listen listen i used the word hip i felt so hip that's how hip i felt hip. and hip. i was watching um this is so lame because like it's lame on layers of lame okay and so i was i was finishing up the second season of bridgerton and oh <laughs> <laughs> and i really do like how uh the the soundtrack is like these really classical kind of like string quartet renditions of like pop songs mm -hmm. uh which mm -hmm. is fun and i i don't know a lot of them i've known most of them but like of course like the older ones which already makes me feel lame so there's like level one you know and also because yeah. i was just like watching bridgerton by myself in my living mm -hmm. room level mm -hmm. two <laughs> and <laughs> and then I, it was um sign of the times okay and yeah. like, i recognized it and i was like you know what i know this song yeah isn't that great yeah yeah i felt <laughs> you know what i 
commiserate with you because I know that feeling because when I when I listened to and of course they're old hat by now but when I kind of jumped in and I listened to like Sign of the Times and uh, I love that song by the way like, I love I, Sign of the it, Times. I, I love Harry Styles I to that one I do too and I listened to that one when it came out and I really liked it. And then it just like yeah. fell, he fell off, even though he like didn't fall off the map. He's highly successful. He fell off mega. Your, yeah, he fell off my radar. Yeah. And so it's like, now I'm trying to like catch it. But it was like, I did know that. I was like, that's a song. I remember when it came out, I was aware of it and I was up to date on it. And I recognize <laughs> it now. I all's not lost. And I was very pleased. I felt the same way. Dude, about watermelon sugar when it was first coming around. <laughs> I, I was like, am I? 20 yeah 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 (laughs) god i also i have a bit of a okay i know we're 14 minutes in we still haven't hit the witchcraft we will get there listen you know how it goes Mm -hmm. i have a confession to make to you and i realized it in the shower and it was just one of those moments that it, it happened upon me and i just went oh okay this whole time for episodes and episodes now you have been talking about bridgerton about getting into it okay and for some reason, oh God! Every single time you spoke about Bridgerton, oh, my God. mind went Downton Abbey. Yeah, she's watching Downton Abbey. Why and is like, it that you never know what show I'm talking about? I don't know. Why is this? Why is it so know. hard with you? It's so it's fucking hellier and and uh, whatever Outlander. Outlander is hellier and vice versa. These two are similar. Because to me, Bridgerton is a more colorful, more fun Downton Abbey. This whole time, I was sitting there like thinking, should I start watching Bridgerton with Mace so we can like talk about it? And I think like Mama Kim as well was talking about it. Dude, I would love for you to watch fucking Bridgerton. Okay? I love it because I could talk. I loved it. I loved it. There are some cringe. There's a little cringe, not nearly oh, the cringe of Virgin River. Nothing but like let, the Virgin. Can we stop comparing apples and oranges? I know, I, I know, feel- but I just really feel like I need to clarify it just because that's the gold standard. You yeah, know? that's the gold standard of cringe. I liked how, um, oh, I'm sorry. There's noises from the neighborhood. I liked how in the group chat the other day you said something, you compared once you were like, it's, it's Bridgerton's okay, but it's a little cringy, but it's nothing like Virgin River. And Vera, Lyra just hopped on and was like, fuck Virgin River. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, particularly. It like brought her out of, yeah, of her. Like, in particular. Not, yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah. Now that I know it's not Downton Abbey, I, I might actually, uh, I might have to, uh, I might have to join you on that. Not it's that fun. I don't like Downton Abbey, but Downton Abbey is very sobering. Uh, yeah, I watched a couple episodes. I was like, "This is serious." Yeah, no, Bridgerton is a is a is a romp. It's a good time. Oh, a yeah. romp. It's a is romp. It like a road. What is it? Road babe. No, it's not a romp. Road, like babe. road babe, dude. Road babe is something. I cracked the cover of Road Babe again, and I found it deeply <gasps> not seven. good. Not Ooh, good. No. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's bad. Okay. Well, so bad um, that I couldn't read it, which is saying something because I'll I'll I will chew through some terrible erotica just for oh, the, yeah. for the lols. Oh, and this yeah. was beyond oh, yeah. lols. It was so poorly, so so poor. I could <laughs> not read it. <laughs> if you are uh, not familiar. Let's clue you in here. Uh, Road Babe is an erotic novel 
written in, I don't know what, the, the early aughts, 90s? I don't know when it was written. I have no idea. And I I, I have no clue. It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. It's not even cohesive. It's just <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. Well, see, part of this is this this novel was like uh, uh, Macy's coming of age, like would sneak around and read it, you know, but yeah. My thing and now, now is- that I remember it, this book always looked untouched. It was, I think it was just a book that showed up at our house, you know, yeah, and never, yeah. but I was the only one reading it. <laughs> it was reading it. Road, yeah. babe. Um, <laughs> and and your, your opinion on it now is making me think like, what an awful thing for young Macy. What, what an awful thing for you to like, that's your first experience reading about that kind of stuff. I and mean, thinking, it, like, is this, is this what it is? Yeah. Just because like. And, and by it's not sexy, and that's yeah. really what the big thing is. It's like I reread it, and I was just like, "This is so weird." Like this is this is what you know, like, and that's what, I was I was puzzled by it. Like that yeah. was it left me like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so weird. Oh my god. Oh god. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well. Oh. We could probably Whoa. cut half this out. Whoa. Oh, Lord. Yeah, probably. But will it happen? I don't know. We haven't had a rambler know. in a minute. We'll see. Well, I feel like we do say that pretty often. <laughs> well, so. Uh, it's, it's our podcast. Mm. You know, come come for me. Uh, listen, I, I have a topic for you. Mm. A conversation topic. Oh, yeah. I never even asked. That was like you 10 minutes ago. You know, it's like you don't even care. Sometimes I, I I just I just disappear. It's like you don't even know me. You don't even know me. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay, so I I kind of want to talk about my recent journey turned conversation topic uh, about I I mentioned it I think maybe in the last podcast that I have been reading about and exploring and dabbling with moon magic and um i i want to talk about sort of the process of learning about new things when you feel like i I, like i don't even know what to call it i don't even know how to like present this but sort of picking up new things when you feel set in your craft and possibly even changing your trajectory a little bit when you've been very adamant or very attached to certain labels uh you know when is the time to kind of re-examine that and uh blah 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 so who goes first let me pull up my notes so i can read them to you oh that was almost in the style of uh thank you for being a friend. <laughs> there we go all right Tourmaline. Tor. Tourmaline. Listen, it is a crystalline boron silicate. Okay. Mineral. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And it contains elements such as iron, magnesium, aluminum, or aluminium. Aluminium. uh, As it was written. Uh, sodium, lithium, and, and or potassium. It seems like the different inclusions um, are going to kind of change it around. We get into the different colors and whatnot later. 
So again, oh, well, here we go. This gemstone, lots of colors, lots of different colors here. Most common though is black tourmaline, uh, especially if you're, if you're hopping in like a, like a metaphysical shop and oh, whatnot, yeah. like that, the little bins of stones that they have and whatnot, usually it's, you're going to find black tourmaline if you're going to find tourmaline at all. So it is mined all over the place, uh, mainly uh, with some of the uh, most beautiful, especially the watermelon tourmaline uh, coming from Brazil. There's Afghanistan, Myanmar, India, Madagascar, Sri Lanka, and and more uh, oh. all over the place. Yeah. So it was originally... Uh, like gym quality tourmalines were brought to Europe by the Dutch East India Trading Company. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Uh, to satisfy, or, or I guess Dutch East India Company, and to uh, there was just to feed the want for gems that was going on in society and whatnot. And it's a very beautiful gem. Uh, it is a carvable gem, so it can be set. Uh, really beautifully and also carved into very ornate things and it's whatnot. A, it's a bit soft. It well, it's hard, so it doesn't oh. crumble. It's like it's a seven, so it's like a good gemstone kind of hardness. And what's um, the top? Is it is it ten? I think it's a ten. Okay. If it's an eleven, that's funny, but I don't think it is. I think it's ten. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when Google Home very first came out, you could you could tell her to set the volume to eleven. And then they took it away. And why I would, feel like they why just would they got, do that? I feel I don't know, some corporate chill. Yeah. Bastards. That's Bastards. sad. All right, let me see. Let me see. Let me let me see. Let me see. Let me let 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 me out. Let me see. Let me out. <laughs> All right. I've scrolled down and I'm trying to find my shit. Here we go. So uh, it, there's another name for tourmaline, and it's the uh, Ceylonese Sri Lankan magnet, oh. or the ash puller. Uh, yeah, and that was by the Dutch. Uh, the latter one was because yeah. it is it it has pyroelectric properties. Tourmaline does, which means Electric that it will like fire. Pyro, no, but oh. wouldn't that be lit? It, it, um, it like draws ashes to it, especially. So when it's heated, it becomes electrically charged, even sometimes just by generating the heat from like rubbing it, like between your hands, it can like, for instance, in this case with like Dutch traders, they would use tourmaline to pull ashes out of their, uh, their meerschaum pipes. So it's like you'd put the tourmaline down and it would gather all the ashes oh. to it and pull it out and you'd clean your pipe. So it gave it the nickname ash puller or it seems ashen trekker. I didn't oh. take, I didn't look to figure out how to say that, but <laughs> ash puller. <laughs> somebody on TikTok, they, somebody translated spank me daddy to like, I think it was Dutch and it was like, give me ein clap, papa. <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry so there, well for one there's also magnetic uh properties as well uh yellowish or green and blue seem to be the most magnetic and then you have the red and the pink that are not as magnetic but here's the colors the colors all have names right so oh. 
like variety names. So there is rubellite, which is pink or red, tourmaline. Verdelite, <laughs> which is green. Indicolite, which Ooh. is blue. Okay. Unsurprisingly, yeah. Acroite is clear or colorless, which I think is the least common. Uh, dravite, which is brown. Shoral, which is black, and uh, watermelon, which is the pink with the, the green edge, you know, super yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And party colored, which is several colors and one stone. Party colored. Yeah, it's like confetti cake. Listen, that's real lazy. Yeah. Yeah, especially when fun. you have like it is, you know what, dravite and aqua yeah. white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Party color. Party color. <laughs> what a slap in the face. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> um, the okay. So, again, the most common uh, to, found is the shoral. I hope it's shoral. Look, that's another thing that I didn't look up because I was like, Coral. it's shoral. And now it's like, what if it's squirrel? But that's hard to say. Um, shoral. Mm. Anyway, so. It seems to be oh so uh, ninety five or a uh, percent of tourmaline is uh, the the shoral so it's you get mostly black, um, mm. which is lit, God. and it's here we go and it seems to be fucking a dude here we go ever since it, I got a crack in my phone screen and so now when I try mm. to touch it like it freaks out and slices it somewhere else uh, oh. uh, yes <laughs> casually. <laughs> <laughs> so uh shoral it seems has been used to describe tourmaline for a really long time uh, even back to 1400 uh to where it was documented being used in saxony germany where well, there are uh, black tourmaline deposits around there so uh, different minerals change, or like mineral inclusions change the color. So uh, black tourmaline is rich in iron, uh, which causes the black color or the bluish black or the darker colors like a deep brown. Magnesium rich ones will be yellow or like a, a lighter brown. If they have lithium, uh, they can be any color apparently um it, it, it's a mixed bag when lithium is involved and you can get all kinds of colors <laughs> like from red and pink uh yellow green blue um yeah and colorless is is not uh as common so again it's pretty hard stone it's a seven on the hardness scale which wow. has made it a good stone for cutting and um setting into things like it as jewelry and so it likes to occur in these long slender kind of like um column or like cylindrical crystals you know like some crystals grow like that it's really cool and they kind of grow it's, like in rods isn't it sort sort of sort of not quite but it looks a little satin spari yeah a little bit yeah it's not as rough but it is kind of mm. rough like that and it grows um in in that more like long thin type of shape so oftentimes if you see them carved, they will be narrow and tall, or if they're like set in jewelry, they will kind of be the same. They're, they're typically not very wide or definitely not as wide as they are tall. So some colors, uh, 
especially like the gemstone colors, um, mainly the ones of red hues, are sometimes altered by treatment, uh, whether it be heat treatment, uh, or I think they also do um, irradiation of them. Whoa. <gasps> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there is that. Currently, it doesn't seem that there is a commercial difference in price. Uh, it's also almost impossible to tell, it seems, if they've oh. treated or not. So it's like, yeah, you don't know. So um, you get watermelon tourmaline, cute little watermelon tourmaline. Precious. So when you have you have pink tourmaline, right? You've got a log of pink tourmaline. Oh, just yeah. Cooking. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you like that? As and so. Do. <laughs> and so as it's forming, it gets exposed to other types of minerals such as manganese and lithium. Because remember, lithium listen lithium's wild card. It, <laughs> all kinds yeah. of shit, right? And yeah. so it turn it creates that watermelon rind, the green edge on the outside. Hot. And this was discovered in 1902. In Maine, apparently, but it is also found all over the world. Uh, from Brazil, again, being the uh, the some of the finest watermelon tourmalines that have ever been found have been found in Brazil. But also, there's oh. Australia, uh, Madagascar, Nigeria, Sri Lanka, and so all kinds of different places. So let's get in to the metaphysical, please. And again, we're going to mainly talk about uh, black tourmaline here because it's just, I had to pick one. There's a lot and they're going to have there's 45. Yeah, there's a whole bunch, you know, there's, there's party color. Okay. Oh. And so I, you know, that's a whole wrench, but uh, I, I'm doing this because if you're going to come across one, it's statistically most likely it's going to be a black tourmaline. So mm. that's what we're doing. What's the, what's the least common, do you know? Clear, I think. <gasps> that's right. You said that yeah. already. Okay. Yeah. So it is a black stone. So you're going to get those tasty benefits that come with these like opaque black crystals. And there's, they share. Slurping it up. The negativity. Slurping, slurping it up. Slurping it up. But it is. It sucks it right up inside of it. And why uh, are you making tourmaline so sexy today? I don't know. I'm just in a mood. I just <laughs> sweated my ass off and I'm hungry and I'm silly. <laughs> I just, oh. Oh. Oh, I'm blushing. Oh. Oh. It, uh, it's a really good companion for the root or muladhara uh, chakra. Super grounding. And that's excellent for when you're doing root work and you're really just trying to center down through that and find find your your ground and your balance and and whatnot so it's it's really really good for that and it is it has its strengths and purification uh especially in purification of the emotional body and uh the mind so mm-hmm. pairing you, you could pair yourself with a tourmaline and it can perhaps chill the mind out a little bit to where it, instead of it focusing on negative thoughts like anger or, you know anxiety or um worthlessness you know these lowly type of feelings it can just kind of deviate those away you know and and nice. just you know to take them and dispose of them 
So it's a really good buddy if you need protection. And I, I know I like to take black stones with me when we go to our creepy places. Yes. Uh, things like that. And, yeah. you know, they try to trap the soul of the ghost in the in the rock. Yeah. Or at least make it true if they want to, like, spew their negativity all over. Yeah. It's like it goes in there. <laughs> it just drinks it up, you know. What <laughs> <laughs> half the time it's just some poor old dead human that's like, yeah, that's like talk who are you? Why are you here? And Macy's just like, get in this rock. Like it's a fucking Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they, they can help, though, absorb uh, negative energy. You know, this is you know, stones like obsidian, kyanite. They share this same quality. And tourmaline can work as a bit of a trap, you know, capturing oh. this negative energy so it doesn't cling to you. Uh, because it does. It does. It, it just... It's a drawer. It it draws it in. It's a vacuum, if you will. Nice. And it just sucks it all up. So something I wasn't aware of, but it, it makes sense and it's nice to know. There is a benefit for creatives or those who work in creative arts in using tourmaline. So it's a pretty good muse for artists oh. uh, of all kinds of mediums, you know, whether it's studio art or writing or you know whatever your out or uh, your um outlet is right it's smut hey somebody's got to do it somebody needs to do it or else we get road babe <laughs> yeah yes take the time <laughs> learn to learn the finesse learn, learn to write well skill. <laughs> whoa so <laughs> so would it, uh, I know I can speak for my own self as, as an artist, like as, uh, you know, like, especially when I paint, it is so easy to fall into a negative mindset when painting. Like mm. it, it's so easy, especially, <clears throat> and it's not every time, like my best paintings are ones that I just start and I don't think about and I bang them out in a few hours and it's like, wow, it's done. But like, if I allow myself to be like, am I going to be able to like pull this off? Like, is this going to be a waste of an afternoon, if I like get to this part that I know is going to be a bit challenging, I'm, I can't pull it. It's bullshit, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. That is just noise. Tourmaline, that's kind of it's bread and butter is taking that and cleansing your root. And also right above your root is your sacrum or your Svadhisthana yes. chakra. And like, that's where a lot of your creativity, you know, these deep emotions, old ancestral memories, so much is stored there. And it's like, it's right there to being neighbor to something that great, great, that is greatly benefited by this stone. So they kind of, they work together. I, I work on my root and my sacrum together all the time. I, I, they just feel good to work with. And so it makes sense to me that, um, it's not necessarily that it inspires creativity. It's that it allows creativity to flow unhindered by lowly things like doubt mm. or anxiousness or anything like that that can just kind of shit the bed of your art project, which sometimes that window is small, you know, and if when it, the flow is gone, it's it's gone. So it's nice to just kind of keep yourself uplifted with that. Do you think that the solar... Not the solar plexus, I'm sorry. The sacrum is perhaps the most overlooked center. Yes. Because I feel like, yeah, I feel like I, I don't, 
myself work on it very much, but I feel like I don't hear about it that much. Um, yeah, I think it is super overlooked, super duper yeah. important. Um, I, I've been trying to work on it more and more lately, and I can tell I need it. it's like one that for sure I need. I need to focus mm-hmm. on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and in doing so, I'm feeling better. So it's it's nice. it's a good one to it's a good one to really um focus on and not skip over to the more flashy ones. Um, you know, looking more at you hard. Ones. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, dude. I focused like all this past year or like six months or so on my heart heart chakra and like abandoned everything else. And yeah, I, there was like yeah. a few months back there that all the wheels came off. You got to work on everybody. <laughs> I feel like the heart and the third eye really steal the show. I and man, when they run off together, they like really run off together. You know, <laughs> it's like they—it's a full affair. Oh yeah. Um, oh. Whoa. Uh, so, um, you know, if you have a studio or even just like a chair or a corner that you like to do a lot of your creative work, like maybe that's where you sit with your iPad and you doodle or your sketchbook, or maybe that's where you write things like that, put like a little tourmaline sphere or a tower or something next to that space to just kind of keep it more positive, keep it higher and keep just a constant little air purifier going, but it's like a vibe purifier. And then you just, that's what it's doing is it's just eating all of that stuff. So, but that said, there is a good amount of rationality that comes with tourmaline. And it, it kind of helps explain a little bit like how it can aid in the creative process is that it can help in seeing things more clearly with a head that's level instead of one that's clouded by stress or self-doubt. And it can make a really good companion for situations such as like interviews, uh, things to where your racing mind might try to mess things up for you, especially things that you are fully capable of handling with a clear mind. But if you let your noisy, dumb mind take over, it can really mm-hmm. <laughs> shoot you in the foot. Yeah, um, Situations brain. like that, it could be a good one to pair with you to help you stay level, keep your mind clear. Uh, you know, an interview is the first one that I come to because I just, I know that interviews can be really, really challenging for people. And you're already, mm-hmm. it's already a negative power move anyway. You're having to like explain your worth from like a lower yeah. position. It's yeah. not good. You know, I don't, scam. it's, yeah, I don't like it. But um, having something like this to help, you know, keep you more grounded and focused and clear and aware of your own worth and your own value, because it's it's easy in an interview process, especially if you're interviewing for months and months to just feel like you're worth nothing because and if you get rejected, because that's how job hunting is, is you just get fucking rejected over and over and over and over. So it's good to remember to have something with you and it's, well, to remember in general, but to use tools like this that can help remember or help you help remind you that you are valuable. You do have worth, you know, and you're capable and it's easy to forget in those times. So tourmaline could be useful for that. Mm. Beautiful. Um, it can be a nice companion if um if you just kind of find yourself with like a bit of a tood you know okay yeah you know just helpful helpful yeah you just kind of wake up and you just feel like you have an attitude and you just Mm. it's kind of like you want someone 
to pop off, you know? Mm. Oh, um, ooh, ooh. oh, yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah. And so tourmaline, again, it's it's practical in its grounding nature. It's going to help clear the mind out and ground down through the root and help bring that back down to where, you know, it's it's not always like your fault that you feel on one. You know, that you wake up and you're just like, mm. but it is important to be able to recognize that state and try to balance it, try to correct it instead of bringing it to others. You know, like, like if, for instance, if you have a hard time not wearing your emotions on your sleeve, it can be a good thing to put on. So it's like it's not being brought to work with you, even if it's unintentional. Um, so maybe it could, it could be a good thing to help kind of ground you back down and not carry, um, the snippiness throughout the day with Mm -hmm. you. Um, which is good to know because sometimes you do just wake up just like, oh, fucking A, I could just, oh, I could just lay into it. I just could. And I don't know. What what does Rocco say? I'm going to pop my lid, bro. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Gross. Uh, this can also be good if you have a like a co-worker that does this if they like bring their shit to the office and just unload it um it's good for that it's a great stone it's your go-to guy for energy vampires bro it's what it wants to do and you know whether it's you that's the vampire which sometimes that needs to be admitted we've all you it's impossible to get through this life without being an energy vampire at one point or another uh or if it's protecting you from energy vampires either way being able to recognize the energy vampirism is is just good to do and tourmaline can help just balance it out you know just like balance everybody else everybody's cool nobody's sucking each other's vibes off (laughs) (laughs) okay great love it (laughs) and don't suck my vibe off Oh, don't suck my vibe. All right. I don't know you. <laughs> oh. I I I don't know. I was taking these notes this morning. I was like, all I could think about was like, I, and I've said this how so many times, just like, man, the year that I spent in corporate America would have been helped so much by crystals. You know, just I would have <laughs> had them. And it's like this could be a really good one, you know, like I, how many times just like listening to the bullshit in my ocean of cubicles, I would I would have mm. cracked a tourmaline sphere mm. by mm. squeezing it. But it would have helped. Cubicles. Dude, it was so Many, I would get lost, legitimately lost in the maze of cubicles. Cubicles. It was as far as the eye could see. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it was bleak. Um, Fresh hell. And then if you had to go up to the second or the third floor, it was a new maze of cubicles that you didn't somewhat know the na- like how to navigate. Cubicles. It was, dude, it's so hard. Oh. <laughs> so, and I love how cubicles are designed to be grim. They're just oh, yeah. gray and uninterested. Just uh, jazz them up, dude. Make them out of make make the cubicles out of black tourmaline. Put like cute little portholes in them like in different like you know like those backpack cats yeah, you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. sort of just like <gasps> your, your co-worker that you could just like put your face through their wall but you're yes. still on your side but you're looking yes. at them when they're working Boost i morale. think that'd be fun yeah it would be way more it'd be way better 
I'd want to go to work if I could strap little messages onto the backs of hamsters and send them through the tube cubicle. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, See, they just need to hire us to be like, Oh oh God, we're so fucking smart. I know. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) you can put tourmaline in your pocket and travel with it. It's great. Travel with uh, not only for physical protection, but also for protection from all the travel miasma around you. Think mm. about an airport. Mm. Oh, you endure, no. I don't we to. endure so much at the airport. You are shuffled around <laughs> like you have committed a crime. Yes. Yeah. For so long. And it's so scary. And you do yeah. something wrong. You're going to watch them throw away something you love. Yes. That you put in the wrong bag. They're, yep. they're going to throw away your favorite lotion. Yeah. You're gonna, and, and, and yes, they will. And, and then yes, you're going to feel... They're going to feel like you're about to get fired for about 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you get through all of that. And so not only are you going through that, everyone around you is going through that. And no one, most people are not having a good time. No. You're just not. So Nobody has been happy at an airport since like the 50s. Some of the nastiest like public fights I've seen have been at airports. (gasps) Yeah. Like, it's just not good. It's not good. I remember when we were on our honeymoon, we had landed in Tampa. (laughs) And um, there was this couple in in front of us. We were on, like, we were on escalators forever. You know, it was like, we had to go down, like, three flights of floors of escalators, and they did, too. And so we were behind them the whole way. (laughs) And they were having it. It was only about this level of conversation. Oh, no. But it was so me <laughs> and i was just riding behind them and it was both of them were just so done and and i was just like looking at hunter and i was like oh my god but it was so controlled so yeah. measured not loud at all and we rode all the way down behind them just kind of like looking off just like <laughs> okay Dude, huh. i'm fucking crying what a great yeah. start to your honeymoon exactly it was like we had just landed in tampa you know <laughs> oh god okay jesus so with tourmaline being it's eating all these bad vibes sucking them right off you're gonna want to cleanse it a lot right it's gonna get real dirty Mm. and so you're gonna want to give it a wash in some way or another uh depending on you know how how you like to do this so you can you can leave it out in the moonlight and uh you can do this on a full moon uh, or I just put it out when I remember it's the moon's the moon. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always there. It'll, it'll be there. Uh, yeah. Just you can charge it out in the moon if you like to do that. Uh, I'm always scared that like a raccoon is going to take it away. Uh, or like, you know, practical than me. I'm thinking of like a classic, like a 1930s cartoon burglar with like the striped <laughs> black and white shirt. They like put it in their shoulder bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they do that like tiptoe walk away yeah 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 uh sure um you can (laughs) yeah you can um you can put it by or on a piece of satin spar or reels a real pain of selenite if you've got that fancy shit Mm. um you can place it in a bowl of rice like pressed down covered up in the rice and let it sit overnight just kind of covered up in the rice let the rice suck out all of the stuff that it sucked and it's just like a real suck fest and you can cleanse it with water oh you can cook the rice and feed it to an enemy 
it out and like you really wore this tourmaline around someone oh. that you just detest that, that you just can't stand yeah. oh yeah. dude that's great yeah um wow uh <laughs> if you if you do cleanse it in water only just run it underwater for a, a little bit um don't just like leave it in water for a super long time mm. um but that's tourmaline i'm a big fan I like it. I like the black stones, especially like the rough textured ones, you know, like your kyanite and tourmaline, like it's got those like rough inclusions and there's just like a presence to them. They're volcanic, you know, it's like it comes from magma and how cool is that? How cool is magma, dude? How cool is magma? Not Not really, really, but you know. Um, but they are, they are, they're just good warming stones. They're grounding. They eat all your spiritual junk food around you. So you don't get like sickened by it. It's bro. That's okay. Spiritual junk food. I like that. Yeah. I stumbled my whole way through that. I don't think so. I think it was lovely. I like it. I'm struggling today. I'm struggling with my mouth. My mouth. My mouth. My mouth. Okay. Wow. Um, So speaking of my mouth, uh, and that being a commercial that has an absolute chokehold on everyone our age, I saw this interesting, like, age test, and I want to give it to you. I want to see if you follow along. You ready? Okay. It's 7 o'clock on the dot. Where is Usher? you might be a little young for this one i don't know it he's in his drop top cruising the streets oh fucking a i do know it (laughs) ah shit all right what's the next one (laughs) that was it oh good great thank you (laughs) okay i want to talk conversational like about uh, exploring new magical paths when you've been holding on to your old titles, what that feels like, uh, you know, and if it's perhaps time to take a step back and, and look at your own journey, you know? Mm, your journey, bro. Journey, bro. Uh, all right. So it is no secret to this podcast that I have held on to the title of Kitchen Witch for probably far longer than I should have. And I've not been feeling it lately. Mm-hmm. And when I really thought about it, I, I did have a bit of a um, a crisis, a bit of a personality uh, moment of, of just feeling lost. Mm. And so I, I had a nice little think about this, like that spanned several days, you know, when something eats your, your prefrontal cortex for like four days and that mm. it's just chewing at you all the time. Um, this is mine. And when I, I got down to it, I figured out that I haven't been feeling that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been still using the title. I've been planning to get back into it. But it was always like, a, oh, well, when this goes perfectly, I'll be able to get back into this. Or, oh, yeah. well, when this happens, I'll be able to get back into this. Um, and, and, and I was thrown off by the fact that I still personally 
really dig things like mixing oils and blends and making incense and being in the kitchen. Uh, so I must be a kitchen witch, you know, just mm. kind of kept going on through my head. But, um, you know, I I kind of started to branch into other things being like, well, and, and I want to kind of put this up front. We've talked about labels on the podcast before, how you don't really need them. You don't have to let them like define you. Nobody needs you know, I'm just talking about for myself. That is what mm-hmm. I identified with. Um, and people ask all the time. They ask us all the time. Like, what, yeah, they- you know, what do you identify? As, you know, like, what do you connect to the most? And blah, blah, blah. Honestly, for me, nothing has ever felt like 100% correct. Yeah, uh, me neither. You know, and, and I've explored, I've, ex- I've explored, and, and I think you have too. I've explored kitchen witchery as a title i've explored like hearth witch as a title hedge witch shit like that and while there are certain um standbys or certain standalones like divination and this that and the other that will always be a part of my practice i couldn't find a label that i felt comfortable like telling people when they asked so i would kind of just default to eclectic um which sort of feels like a cheat to me (laughs) Yeah, but it's not wrong. It's not wrong. It, it, it's just I am the and when as I get into more of this, I want to talk more about just kind of how I am and how my brain works. Like I feel very all or nothing about things, so I feel like I either and I know this isn't correct. I'm not saying this for anyone else. Me, I'm like if I don't 100 percent identify with kitchen witch, then I need to say nothing. Mm. You know, and and eclectic felt like a cheat. So, uh, you know, anyway, but that's just me. (laughs) I got caught up on picking a label Mm -hmm. and I kind of forgot the fact that I can explore anything I want. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, not talking about like closed practices or or anything like that. Um, But from what from the different types of magic that I can explore are endless and I don't need the label to do it. Um, because I have kind of thought that thing before. It's like, well, I can't really look into, I don't know, as an example, chaos magic, because I'm Mm. not like a chaos wit, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I need to learn all about it to see if I identify with it 100% fully before I can ever dip my toe in, you know? Um, and this feeds into the imposter syndrome that we talk about a lot. And it feeds into, honestly, the burnout that we talk about so often, um, I am recently kind of coming out of my burnout stage. Uh, well, not my burnout stage, but my stage of feeling burnt out within which <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming out of that. And um, I, I'm starting to feel very inspired again. And it, it can, <sighs> it, it kind of feels a little small bit like it did in the beginning because I was at uh, half price and just kind of, kicking around and found myself as I usually do over in the metaphys section. I love that section. Love so a good much. metaphys section. And lately when I go there, I, fi- I try to find books about things that I'm already into, you know, um, or things I'm already like sort of knowledgeable or educated on. But this time I stumbled across a book about moon magic. It, it was about working with the moon, etc. And I just thought like, Okay, yeah, sure. I don't know shit about the moon. But the basics, sure. I know yeah. that like the full moon is good for, 
increasing overall magic. I know that like a new moon is good for banishment. I know when the uh, moon is going from full, like it's lessening in the sky, that's also a good time for like banishment and kind of out with the old type stuff. And as it's growing towards a full moon, that's the time for prosperity and like planting seeds, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, not metaphysically, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Metaphorically. Metaphorically. Thank you. <laughs> Good God. I am also struggling with my mouth. Uh, where's my notes? Yeah. So I was like, I don't really know shit about the moon besides the basics, but I don't know how to tell if the moon is like <laughs> waxing or waning. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to learn something. And, and it just felt like a complete, like just plucked the first thing I saw because it was like a really good price. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. I would normally never look at this. Mm-hmm. And I think if you keep looking at the same stuff, if you keep reading about the same stuff all the time, then you keep learning about the same stuff, which is okay. It's cool. Um, but sometimes, you know, Macy, I feel like you're going to know what I mean by this. You want that mental sweat. You want that workout. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I I had a professor that uh, told me and it's something and I, I think this is a quote that already existed, but it was the first time I heard it. But they said, like, if you're the smartest person in the room, find a different room. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that it's, it, it's the same kind of thing, you know, like, it's good to branch out and it's good to work your mind and not be, yeah. you know, like I'm going to get these things that I already know because that makes me feel, you know, knowledgeable, but it's yeah. good to be a student. It's excellent to be a student. And, and I have really found that again, because as much as I love to read books about, uh, I don't know, different herb potions and, and lotions, potions and, and, and herbal blends that you can make, because of the properties they carry. I, I've I've done that, dude. You know, and I'm not done with it. Like, I will continue to do it. But I just feel like there's not much new. And all I'm doing is sort of collecting the books now at this point. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, it, you know, if you want that, that mental sweat, uh, I really wanted to start from, you know, the ground up and to learn something new. So how do you know that it's time? Uh, for that to happen. I personally get really, really restless. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get to the point where I, I have, again, the book about the thing that I know about. I'll get to where I just can't keep my eyes open when I'm reading it. And it's not like a physical tired sensation. It's just like, it's like my brain's going, nope, no, you need, mm-hmm. you need new sustenance. You need new mm-hmm. things to chew on. <laughs> um, so w- what are some signs for you? So like, I personally get really restless and I start to feel almost anxious. Like what are signs for you that you feel like you kind of want to be a student again? If I just don't feel excited mm-hmm. when I stop mm-hmm. feeling and it doesn't even, it, it's not even like infatuation level excitement, but when I stop feeling like the joy of something like just the excitement of performing it and like the stimulation mm. and it becomes work. Yeah. Then that means it's, it's time probably to move on and I don't need to force that. And that's kind of where I am with yoga, you know, right now is that it's like, this is a new Avenue and it's great because it's putting together a lot of metaphysical cogs, mm. you know, that have been loose and it's, it's helping come like put it all together, but it, it's wonderful being a student and learning shit that, is completely new that I had no awareness of at all. I like what you said about 
when something starts to feel like it's work. Um, because so many things that you can still enjoy doing, like I'm still going to enjoy going and like picking random herbs out and making something out of it. Like I'm still going to enjoy it. But like the act of learning about that stuff mm-hmm. is tiresome to me. It makes me feel that way. It makes me feel like I'm not excited about this, dude. Mm-hmm. You're forcing um, it. You're forcing it. Yeah. And and that's what I mean is it, it, that leads to that burnout, which then can kind of feed into the imposter syndrome, which can then make you feel it, like where'd the magic go? You know, and um, I think when it comes to deciding like where you want to move, like where you want to, because at no point did I go, I'm, you know what I'm going to learn? I'm going to learn moon magic. I never, mm-hmm. like to me, it was a total spark of happenstance. That could have, that could, that book could have been about anything. It could have been about palm reading. It could have been about some form of div- divination. Like it could have been about anything. But at that price, and at that point, I was just like, yeah, dude. Let's go for it. Let's <laughs> the moon. Um, and I think it just has to do with how ambitious you want to be. Like, that's the second part of it is, do you want to make like a lateral move or do you want to go in the complete opposite direction? You know, mm-hmm. do you, you know, or do you want to do what I did and you just kind of let the next cheap book that you, that catches your eye while you like stumble in and out of bookstores? <laughs> do you want to let that do the picking for you? Um so I think you just because I think if you set your bar too high, like if you want to be too ambitious, it uh, it's again it starts to feel like work. It goes from the cool part of feeling like a student, like the um, you know, like when when you're going to college and there's that feeling of like I'm choosing to be here. Like yeah, sure you you also kind of feel pressured by like your parents and society and like you gotta mm-hmm. get a good job. But like at the end of the end, like you spend a ton of money. But like at the end of the day, you're kind of like yo, I want to, like, I can be here because I choose to be. Mm-hmm. Versus the, like, high school version of school. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you can't get out if you fucking want to. So, mm-hmm. it, to me, I would much rather feel like I'm a, you know, like a, like a, a <laughs> I almost said the nerdiest shit I've ever said. What? I feel like I'm a student at the Bard's College in Solitude in Skyrim. Uh, versus ah, yeah. I mean, I get it though. <laughs> versus, like, somebody hands you this giant, um, uh, like, uh, encyclopedia of herbs, and they're like, memorize the W section. You know, that's not fun. Mm-hmm. No. So, you know, pay, but, but then again, maybe it is for some people. So if you want to set that bar super high, just like know your limits, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And, also, what I was talking about earlier with I'm 100 or zero, I'm all or nothing, I kind of struggled a little bit with, like, feeling like I was locking myself in with this new choice. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm really going to, I'm getting, I'm going to enjoy getting to learn about how to work with the moon and the basic concept of it, you know, and working with the cycles, that that really clicks with me. Having a cycle of the moon to go like, okay, now is the time to work on XYZ. Just the same as for me, Fridays is for love magic, you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and um, I like to work like that. I like to have a, a guide or something to me that feels like this is the time where this work needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, it just clicks with me. So therefore moon magic in general kind of clicks with me. But on the other hand, I'm like, dude, am I like a lunar witch now? 
is that my title? And it's like, Ed, that's the thing. Like labels can be good. They can be liberating, but they can hmm. also be a prison. Yeah. They can be an absolute prison. Yes. Well, because I'm, I was at another bookstore the other day and I saw a book about, it, it was a similar book about more moon magic. And my first instinct was like, I got to get this because I have to exhaust my resources. You know, I have to learn everything there is about it because I am a lunar witch now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think so. You know, and, and I had a good other other few days of chewing on this, of thinking like, I don't, <laughs> you don't have to commit 100% to something because you like the label. I'm not adopting lunar witch. Um, I don't think so. The, the elements that I've learned from it, there are certain elements that I've learned in this that are probably going to stick with me for forever. I've grabbed them and I'm going to use them in my craft for a long time. Again, if not forever. Um, But I think it can almost be very limiting to try to put Lunar Witch as a label on myself. Because like I said, again, I was at that bookstore and I was like, yo, I'm going to get the second book. I didn't. I ended up actually getting a journal. It was like, um, it's kind of cute. It's, uh, where is it? (laughs) Oh, it's not near me. It's it's this cute journal that's like, its purpose it seems as if it's for new witches or perhaps wow. even like younger witches. But it's like a um, it's a journal with prompts that ask you about yourself and your craft. And they're like, hey, um, like one of the random pages I turned to was like talking about the rule of threes, and it broke down what the rule of three was, and it talked about how that's like a principle within like Wicca and it gave you space to say like, do you agree with this? Do you not agree with this? Um, How do you feel about this? You know? Mm -hmm. And then that kind of led into the next section, which was like, okay, here's for uh, lack of a better term, here's like left hand path, right hand, middle. What do you think about this? Um, So while it was meant for like the new witch, I think I that's have, great, though. I think it's I would great. Like that. I, I yeah. very much enjoyed kind of flipping through and, and reading about it because there's the basic level information that I myself have already learned. Um, you know, that lavender is calming and amethyst <laughs> is calming. And if you use them together, it's double calming. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> the prompts are very, uh, they've made me think. And I think it's good to start at the beginning sometimes and re-examine yourself, like re-interview yourself um, because you're going to find, as I have found that some of the beliefs, oops, I hit my mic. Some of the beliefs that you carry, uh, they've changed because you've grown. I mean, we've been doing this podcast for almost four years, right? Mm -hmm. So that means I have been a, at least a self-proclaimed witch for four and a half years, maybe a little under. Yeah. And that's a long time. Yeah. That is a long time to oh, be. Oh yeah, I'm from... very different than I yeah. was. Even not even just as a witch, but as a person. As a human being. Yeah. Yeah, and and I'm like if I'm a different person than I was 5 years ago, of course my craft has changed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, while I've been kind of kicking kicking along this path thinking like, well, I'm eventually going to get back into kitchen witchery. I guess I should go in the kitchen and I guess I should bake something because I need to do a spell. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I was kind of like caught up in 
<laughs> it, it was almost like a um it was almost like I, I had become like married to the idea of it. Well, no, that's you're right. That's exactly what I was just thinking. Cause like if you and I can only speak for myself, but I feel like this is the case for many. When you first get involved with mm. witchcraft and spiritualism, mm. you're a free agent. And what makes it so thrilling is that you are everywhere. Yeah. You're you can look, you're looking into everything, you're absorbing everything, you're finding what you gravitate to. Mm -hmm. But somewhere along the way, gravitate you gravitate too hard. Yeah. And the free agency is lost and you're shackled yeah. to these interests. But you don't have to be. But I've done this too. Like this is just something that I'm reflecting on. Like, but the funnest times of my craft are when I'm free. And when I'm not trying to be something and I'm not trying to, you know, fill this role or like focus on this thing. And I'm just like reading different books and, you know, trying different things all at the same time, because that's how it is when you started. And I think oh, yeah. you said something earlier, you, you were like, and that's what makes it, you know, it's like, that's what feels like spiritual burnout and it's like it's not necessarily like your spirit is burned out it's just bored yeah you know like it misses the excitement of newness the chase yeah, yeah. and and you can even get some of that if you're reading about something and you find out the thing that you're exploring the thing that you're reading you find out that you don't like it, it you know like you don't agree with it or it's something that you would never really do yourself because you're just not into it like it's still feel like it's it's crazy to me that it still feels like that newness it still feels mm -hmm. like that beginning because again when you're new new to it every door you open you don't know if you're gonna like what's behind it no you know so kind of getting back to that space and getting back to kind of branching out and and, and, and i'm not abandoning anything no. that i've learned you know and i think that kept me away from this is because i felt like god i've put so much work and effort into this if i've adopted this as my identity who am i if i if i no longer identify with this you know um and, and it's just it's been very surprising i think to me the amount that i've been able to recapture that feeling of of like oh shit you can do this you know and um it just simply by getting a little cheapy book that i got and it's kind of set me down this path and you know what when i'm done this time i know what it feels like to become bored and to become yes. tired and burnout and not challenged or whatever you know and and when that happens i know what to do so I, I'm really excited for the future. I'm going through a really exciting point right now. Um, and, I, you know, I, I just kind of want to hear from you guys out there if you've done something similar. You know, uh, we get questions all the time. I feel like it's almost daily that people are like, how do you get the spark back? Um, yeah. And besides the, the answers that we've already given in the past, which I still stand by, for me, I have just recently found the thing that did it for me. So um, give it a shot. You know, if you're if you're looking to kind of get it back, go and, you know, maybe <laughs> let the universe decide, like reach out and get the first book that's under five. Bucks. I like that. You know? I, I really like that a lot. I like yeah. that method. I think it's I fun. Divination. It's it's your uh, mm -hmm. be, being a student led by divination, which is kind of cool in itself. So anyway, that's that's my topic. And I was really excited to talk about it because I know a lot of people feel uh, a, a similar a similar way. Yeah. And absolutely. don't really know what to do. I 
I just feel like the the most important thing to remember, and it's hard to do sometimes because it's just you want uh there's there's wonderful community in identity, you know, and it's like, yeah. but I think at the end of the day, the only you know those words are adjectives, you know, but like yeah. the the core root is which mm-hmm. or whatever it is, whatever your spiritual title is you know, that you you know however you refer to yourself. That's the only one that actually matters. Yeah. The others are just adjectives. And there's you can change your adjective at any time. Yeah. They're just descriptor words. And, and I mean, if you want to do something else, it's not a failure. It doesn't mean you didn't lose like uh, your first name. You just yeah. lost an adjective. If yeah. we're talking mad lib terms, adjectives are a dime a dozen. Oh, you need seven uh, seven of them every time for some reason. Yeah, we're talking what about that? that noun right now. That noun yeah. is which. <laughs> the noun's the fun one anyway yeah <laughs> um you know and also i know we talked about this a couple episodes back like these labels for me it, it becomes much less uh or much more useful to look at these labels not as something that enca- encapsulates your entire identity as a witch but almost like a um like a girl scout's vest you know you get your badge for something yeah exactly collect them all yeah you know so i've got my kitchen witch badge and i've got you know th- this ec- x y and z badge and now i'm I'm working on my I'm working on my lunar badge dude when i get it, it's gonna be fucking sweet because it's gonna look like the moon it's like in fucking this is one of the only things i do know but it's like skill points in skyrim you you have <laughs> yeah. all of them yeah you know like you have that roving thing and you yeah. put skill points you want to build skills in multiple places to yeah be yeah yeah you want to flush out that skill tree yeah dude mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 the witch bitch loser hour dude. <laughs> uh, yeah fucking nerd alert man <laughs> oh man i had a, I had a good time today talking about these i did stuff. too this Ooh. was fun this was Ooh. a fun one all right wow. well do we have any announcements no not i don't think so not yet we're boring. probably i think next week yeah i know we all are right. we're boring lame nerds people <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's the only adjective that matters for us is losers. <laughs> losers. <laughs> Loser. Um, if you want to come eat with the losers, be a part of our team. <laughs> come eat with us on Facebook. Uh, go to Facebook. Search Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. You'll find us. You'll get it. You'll get it. We have a Twitter, kind of, at Bitch Hour. Nice. Instagram is occasionally popping. At? Yeah, we got to make more memes. We yeah. got to make more memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to take more pictures as part of thing. We need to we need to get together and take more pictures that we can meme. We can meme it up. Mm. If you want to make a wabam meme and send it to us, add your uh, add your Instagram tag. We'll tag you in it. We'll we'll post it on our Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Feed <laughs> us content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us the memes. <laughs> um, that's at which bitch, uh, which bitch amateur hour. It's the only one that's correct. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, Patreon, Patreon. Uh, we have Patreon with all kinds of extra content. This Friday, I'm doing a live, um, which will be fun, dude. Last time we went shopping at Dollar Tree for witchy stuff. This time, who knows? Uh, we have extra blog posts, videos. Rocco and Laser live over there. Yeah, uh, Victoria and um, Minnie, Kitty. Kitty, why did I want to call her Minnie? Not that different. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> Kitty, Jesus, Kitty Maxwell will eventually live over there. They'll probably make their debut. If I had to guess, if I had to put like a rough date, I say, I say late summer. Yeah. They will arrive. Yeah. They will yeah. make their debut late summer. Yeah. Get ready. They have to go through the, uh, the hottest parts of summer reading their sexy yes. drivel. And, yes. uh, and they'll be here when the, when the days start to cool off, they'll be here to warm you up. To get you nice and hot, to Gross. get you on their level hate it. of heat. I already hate it. Mm. Uh, and at some point, we should absolutely, I mean, they, they should absolutely read Road Babe. No. Okay. Patreon. They have standards. <laughs> okay. We're going to be, they have standards. They're going to do I decent think, erotica. I feel like Kitty would be particularly offended. I think she, I know she would be because she is of me. <laughs> uh, uh, Victoria loves slut. Love slut. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Victoria loves sweat. Will will <laughs> just read anything. I. You know what? I can't move on from that. Victoria loves slut is love slut is an awesome name. <laughs> oh my god! All right, guys. Oh wow! <laughs> I feel like that's like her roller derby name. Yeah, awesome love thing. slut. Nice. Oh, wow. Okay. Shit. There's nowhere to go but down from there. So uh, check out all those links there in the uh, in the description below. And we will catch you next time. And we've gotten a few EVPs sent to us. Send us your goddamn EVP. Yeah. So, um, all right. And I haven't listened to it yet because I'm too scared. I- <laughs>